Hi, I'm Aaron from GuitarGearFinder.com, and this is episode 18 of the Bite Size Guitar Podcast. Normally in each episode, I try to share with you something you can do to become a better guitarist. This episode's a bit different. In this episode, I want to share something to keep in mind on what not to do as you learn new things or push your skills forward. Knowing about traps and pitfalls to avoid can be just as important as the things I cover in other episodes. The best way to understand the trap I'm going to focus on in this episode is to share a quick story from my own experience. This story has stuck in my mind ever since I was 16 and it shows how easily any musician can get trapped down the wrong path. When I was 16, outside of jamming with my metal band, I performed regularly on acoustic guitar with a singer as a duo. The singer I'd perform with would often talk about two sisters she was friends with who were apparently incredible musicians. One played violin and the other sister played piano. I kept hearing how amazing they were and how we should organise to have a jam with them. Now to put things in perspective, at the time I was a die-hard metal guitarist, and I still am in many ways, and I didn't have any formal training. So the idea of collaborating with two formally trained musicians who were a couple of years older than me seemed pretty intimidating. I was convinced they would dismiss me and my guitar abilities. You know, who was I kidding? I just enjoyed mucking around and jamming to Metallica while they were real musicians with formal training. Eventually, the singer convinced me that we should meet up with the two sisters. So for the next week, I worked through our set list and composed basic violin and piano parts for them, writing it all out in Guitar Pro. I was really intimidated, so I spent a lot of time reading up on piano and violin and how to write parts for them. I wrote all their parts in Guitar Tab using Guitar Pro, then I printed off the standard notation for them. When I walked into their music room, I stared in horror at the wall literally full from the top of their upright piano to the ceiling of framed certificates and musical accomplishments. There were certificates for music theory, sight reading, technical abilities and other things I don't remember. I wish I took a photo because it was ridiculous how many framed certificates were on that wall. There were probably somewhere between 30 and 50 certificates on that wall. Seriously. So if I felt intimidated before, I definitely had a case of imposter syndrome when I walked in and saw that wall of frame certificates. I nervously gave them the sheet music for our set list and we worked through all the songs. I thought for sure they would laugh at my pitiful attempts of composing parts for instruments I didn't even know how to play. I didn't even tell them I wrote the parts because I was so nervous. As you might expect, they were able to instantly join in by sight reading the sheet music. You know, real musician stuff. It was a great feeling and very strange to hear parts that I wrote on guitar, in Guitar Pro, played on piano and violin by two accomplished musicians. Now in one of the cover songs, there was an instrumental bridge section, but with only one acoustic guitar, I hadn't yet figured out what I wanted to do apart from strum the chords. I didn't have a looper pedal back then, which would have made my life a lot easier. I left the violin part blank in that section, because I thought it'd be a great spot for her to improvise a solo. So when we got to that song, I suggested this to her. Now something strange happened when I suggested it. She just stared at me with a blank face. I figured maybe I just didn't explain myself properly. After all, I'm talking to real musicians this time, not the usual metalheads I jam with in my garage. So I said I'll strum a chord progression for either 8 or 16 bars, and she can just improvise whatever she wanted. She could even go longer if she wanted, and all she would have to do is give me a cue on when to move on to the next part. Now after another blank stare, she asked me what she would play or if I had any sheet music she could use. Now keep in mind that right behind her is a wall literally full of certificates and accomplishments for her musical abilities and knowledge, and she's asking me what she should play. 
I just could not believe what I was hearing. I figured, okay, maybe she just hadn't covered this sort of thing yet at the music school she goes to. So I suggested she could play around with some of the vocal melodies and whatever felt right to her. That's what I would have done, and I didn't really know much about music theory back then. Now would you be surprised to hear that she had never done anything like that before? Because I definitely was. Not only had she never improvised before outside of exercises from a method book, she didn't even know how to start. I told her what the chord progression was, thinking she could use her music theory knowledge to help guide her playing. Nope, she didn't have a clue what to play. After a couple of attempts of her trying to come up with something, it was clear that she really did not have a clue when it came to improvising. It was like I suddenly started speaking in a different language. So I came up with a few basic licks and melodies off the top of my head and suggested she could use those as a starting point and she could just add a few extra notes as she saw fit to stretch out the solo. I thought in my head, you know, violin playing long notes with vibrato, that's pretty basic stuff. No good. She first had trouble working out what I was playing by ear, then she couldn't figure out how to stretch those ideas out for 8 whole bars. Again, I'll just point out that she had seriously impressive technical skills, so this was really strange for me. So in the end, I came up with an entire 8 bar solo off the top of my head, transcribed it, and she played it note for note off the page. My transcribing skills were near non-existent back then, so it probably took me 1 minute to come up with a decent sounding solo, then another 15 minutes to write it down on paper. As soon as I gave her the sheet music, she put her sight reading skills to use and played it flawlessly on the first attempt. Now we ended up performing a couple of gigs with these two sisters, and the violinist played the solo I wrote for her, both times, note for note. She didn't deviate the slightest bit from what I wrote on that page. And if you're wondering, the other sister on piano couldn't improvise either. When she tried, all she could do was play around by arpeggiating the chords. Now if you don't know how to improvise either, you might relate to these two sisters and how daunting it can feel when you're asked to do something outside of what you already know. But the point to keep in mind here is that you probably don't have a wall full of certificates boasting your abilities and musical knowledge like they did. Both sisters were incredibly accomplished in a technical sense, but the wall of certificates did not match their abilities. They may have passed advanced music theory exams with flying colours, but they both had zero clue on how to put that theory to use. They could instantly sight read all of the songs we worked on, but when I suggested the violinist improvise something simple for 8 bars, she froze in fear. Now something is clearly wrong here. I didn't fully grasp the cause of this problem until years later when I started teaching. The trap both of these sisters fell for is something that regularly happens to a lot of musicians. The problem is that these sisters confused activity and accomplishment. Accomplishment is when you achieve something that makes you better off. Activity is something that you do that doesn't push you forward. They thought those exams and certificates were signs of accomplishment. Now some of them were, such as the ones on sight reading, because they definitely mastered that skill. But all of those exams and certificates on oral skills and music theory, they weren't accomplishments, they're just activity. It only becomes accomplishment if they take all that theory and study and put it to use on their instruments. After all, what's the point of studying all this advanced stuff if you never put it to use? This is the lesson I'd like you to keep in mind whenever you're working on something or trying something new. Don't mix up activity and accomplishment. For example, mindlessly running up and down scale exercises is activity. Learning to put those scales to use in writing riffs or solos is accomplishment. Reading a book on music theory, that's activity. Applying the lessons from that book to your guitar playing is accomplishment. 
Anything you do as a guitarist could either be activity or accomplishment. It all depends how you apply it. The mistake these sisters made was thinking that passing exams was the end of their learning on those topics. I'm sure they studied the theory needed to be able to improvise a short solo, but they never learned how to apply that theory. Now I'm not saying that studying in exams or anything like that is useless. What I'm saying is that there's a big difference between passing exams and being able to use that knowledge to become a better guitarist. The exam is activity, but applying that knowledge can be accomplishment. With anything you read, watch, listen to, or try on your guitar, make sure it's not just activity that won't lead anywhere. Now the title for this episode is How Not To Learn Guitar. Well hopefully now it's clear how not to learn guitar. You don't learn guitar by reading about it or watching videos. You learn guitar by having a guitar in your hands and trying new things. Don't fall into the trap of activity like these sisters did. Over the next week, whenever you read or hear about an idea, a technique, or anything to do with guitar, try to apply it in some way to your playing. If you watched a video of a guitarist explaining something, don't just watch the video, that's activity. Try to put the ideas into practice on your guitar, that's what leads to accomplishment. Get in the habit of picking up your guitar to take whatever you've heard in the video and apply it to your playing. Hopefully this short story makes it clear how easily somebody can get tricked into doing things that aren't really going to help them become better musicians. Take a closer look at the things you're doing or not doing with your guitar playing and make sure you don't fall into the same trap. I hope you found this story interesting and more importantly you try and keep this in mind for the future. Try to put this to use in your playing and I'll talk to you next time.